know if I'm losing my mind, but I'm pretty sure that's the actor Nick Cage. From Moonstruck? Moonstruck, not from Face Off. Wait, 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 wait. Hello and welcome to Open Dialogue, Noel T. Manning II here, and we appreciate your time always. Uh, we're so thankful to have a composer who has hundreds of credits uh, to his name. And Mark Isham is someone I've been able to spend some time with uh, over the, the past few years uh, talking about numerous projects. And today uh, he's going to be sharing some interesting uh, and uh, introspective thoughts on the unbearable weight of massive talent, the new Nick Cage film. Uh, Mark's going to tell us his story on how he got involved in this project and some of the things that uh, maybe were a little bit different. Uh, his uh, voice in film uh, can be felt in so many different ways. I mean, you look at, uh, at, at Mark's body of work and uh, everything from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah to Crash to The River Runs Through It to to Nell. I mean, there are so many. He's collaborated uh, with, with folks like uh, Tom Cruise and Brian De Palma, Robert Altman, uh, and uh, even Mick Jagger and Sting. Uh, Mark Isham is one of those that will take on so many different projects because they find ways to speak to him. And sometimes he doesn't even realize what they're saying until he gets into it. So uh, let's dive in uh, to this interview. Uh, Mark Isham uh, talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent. What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies Open Dialogue, where we spend time talking to those who make it happen. Uh, Mark Isham, so good to see you again. Uh, I'm glad to have you back. I, I love uh, following your work and I never know where you're going to show up but I keep following <laughs> you so it is so good to have you uh, back on our show today oh well thank you it's a pleasure to be here yeah. uh, so uh, so Nicholas Cage uh, I, I have I have loved Nick, Nick, Nicholas Cage since I was in college uh, and have followed him as well and I know you've been connected to a previous uh, Nick Cage work but I tell you it, it seems like now this kind of rage on Cage is just uh, it's, it's just crazy out there. And this film, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, has him having a little bit of fun with himself as well. And it, uh, and I got a chance to, to listen to your work on this project. And it sounds like you had a little bit of fun playing around with this as well. So so talk about this particular, uh, this project and some things that you had a chance to enjoy uh, doing on this one. Well, this is a very uh, unique film, a very special film. And, you know, when you first hear about it, somebody gives you a one or two liner about it, you go, I don't know if this would really work. <laughs> but boy, it works. It works gangbusters. It is so fun. It is so funny. And it's just a great ride. I mean, I, I think Hollywood insiders are going to be in stitches, but everyone will be laughing. You know, this is it's just so well written, very, very clever. And so the the question about the music became, you know, what what do you do? Because there's some serious things. This is a buddy movie. It's an action movie. There's a little romance. There's there's all sorts of things happening in this thing. You know, there's some there's some sad. I mean, lots of things. So how does the music help you just keep a half a tongue in your cheek or, or a wink in your eye or something? You know, because that's what you need for the whole film. 
So I decided to sort of go almost spaghetti western on it, you know, just just pick a very traditional sort of style with a big John Barry type metal theme, you know, that you could revisit in a number of different ways, you know, some some uh, flamenco guitar because it all takes place, uh, well, most of it takes place in Mallorca, um, you know, some of the the great tremolo electric guitars for for, for tip my hat to Morricone and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, just some of the just have fun with it, and yet take every emotion that is, presents itself seriously, like it's a real scoring job, and uh, and consequently the humor I think is really accentuated. The 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 warmth, the the human side of it is 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 kept very much alive, and I think everyone cares and everyone has a great time. Yeah, I think you nailed it. And as you mentioned, when you when you look at the synopsis of this film you, you wonder how can this work and and i don't think it could work for everyone I, I don't think that you could just put any actor in this and it would work but but with nicholas cage at the centerpiece of it it does and you, your score to me becomes um, very much a supporting character as as it has in, in so many other films that you've done throughout your career uh, you know looking at, at your body of work you know 125 plus credits and even more that we don't even know about um, that, that we've seen out there. And uh, I, I think your score really honors that, uh, honors this film. And you mentioned it's almost uh, a multiple hybrid film when you look at the different um, you know, scene selections. There are times that you find yourself highly emotional from a from a standpoint of wow, but then other times you just, especially for the Hollywood insiders, as you mentioned, you do find yourself going, "Ooh, I know what they were doing there." I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when when you were, uh, how did you get involved in this project? When was it that you were brought in, and, and did you immediately say, "Oh yeah, I want to be a part of that," or did you say, "Let me let me think about this one"? <laughs> well, it has a sort of a typical Hollywood story here. You know, the word came out that this film was being made, and and people asked, you know, "Well, send in your reel." And when I got that call, I just said, I have no idea. I mean, it's a two-line description. So I, I, I was more of the thing, I don't even know if this film would work. So I put some to get stuff together and sent it in, and I didn't get hired. They hired someone else. And I guess it didn't go so well. Uh, and they called back and said, no, I think we need you. <laughs> and so I said, well, this time before I even opened my mouth, let me look at this thing. Let me just see how it's working, why it's working, if it works, so that I know if I can even contribute to this. And of course, it worked great. And I, so I, before I called him back, I said, I have to have a pitch here. So my pitch was, let's let's well what i described let's do a traditional score let's get a big theme let's let's not be afraid to play homage to some of the great composers that have come before me that have have sort of iconic sort of things that they do and what we'll, as as this film does pays homage to so many great things in the in the history of filmmaking we we will just carry forth likewise in the film and i think we'll keep everybody laughing smiling and feeling great about it and they love the pitch my first pass was successful and there we are <laughs> i made it to the end <laughs> yes you did what were there things that initially you thought you may want to try but you chose not to um my first thing was that i might go a little more european on it Okay. that might help with the Mallorcan, like I was listening to George de la Rue and some of the, the, the fine European composers, and I found that that tended to, to make it a little too serious. Yeah. 
uh, Lalo Schifrin, for instance, worked great. Enio worked great. Um, and then when, of course, the cars start banging and people start shooting, that, then we dip in a little <laughs> more modern feel. We get the, the, the big s sampled percussion. And, you know, you, you cannot do that when you have a modern film that has any action in it. You've got to... <laughs> right. You've got to be modern about it, but you know the theme is is an homage to John Barry and the and the the eight bar statement that will just you'll come whistling out of the theater with you know right yeah yeah so you you have been involved in in so many films and, and projects throughout your career and you probably uh, I know you have approached each of them differently for what they are uh, and you probably have different opportunities as it relates to sometimes you'll you'll just be you know pitched an idea other times you'll get a chance to see some of the scenes and see some of the setups and be involved from from beginning to end well i think it was very helpful to see both uh, pretty much the entire picture almost from day one i mean that that's their disadvantages to being hired at the end of a project uh quite frankly because that deadline is looming right. <laughs> and it's much closer than you want it to be but on the other hand, there's also been a lot of knowledge gained by the filmmakers about what they need, what they don't need, what doesn't work and what does work. And in that case, that was of great benefit to me. Tom was very, Tom's very smart guy and he's done a lot of homework on music. And uh, he, he knew where 80% of the time really where this stuff had to be and I, I filled in the gaps with my concept and, 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 and it just it seemed to play out really really well. And how long did you work on this project? Well the initial writing phase wasn't more than seven or eight weeks you know wow. for a lot wow. of music and then there, wow. then there was some cleanup at the end we went we went into uh, overtime as they say. <laughs> yeah yeah. This film itself is quite unique. Um, yes. And I've certainly never really done anything like this. I, I don't have a tremendous number of comedies in my resume. Um, <laughs> I find them difficult <laughs> because it, it's not about writing funny music. It's about yeah. finding that juxtaposition of yeah. a piece of music that might be considered very serious in this application. But when right. put in this application, it becomes hysterically funny. Yeah. And so that's that's more the... it. The best comedy scores are done by guys who can really make that conceptual decision and stick to it, you know, yeah. and, and that's when it's really, really effective. Do you prefer to uh, write to character or to write to story or to scene? Do you have a preference? Well, that's, an, that's a good question. I don't know if I have a real preference. I, I tend to write uh, different films call out for different things. I mean, this did call out for the big theme. But the big theme is set up in a number of ways. It's set up in a tiny little acoustic guitar and cello. It's set up in this 50s rock and roll with the tremolo guitars and the wailing uh, uh, Morricone-ish soprano. It's set up in a beautiful or you know, large orchestral romantic way. Um, so I had to know that that theme was strong enough to, to go through all those permutations. Um, so in a way, I guess I'm writing to, to character and to, yeah. and to the buddy story. I mean, to me, yeah. I think it's what made, made the emotional connection to me was these two guys who, whose yeah. lives are irrevocably changed because they meet each other. Stop stalling and answer the question. What is your third favorite movie of all time? Paddington 2. What? 
Yeah, I, I think there are some films that we see that are almost unclassifiable because they are uh, are so different. Um, and this is one of those that, sure, you can classify elements of, of the different genres that, that play a role within this film, but it is almost unclassifiable. And um, that is a rarity, and it's even more of a rarity for something like that to work on screen. And, and it did so in this film. Yeah, it, 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 it was just great to, to nail that concept and then see it play out over the whole storytelling and to get the support from Tom that, that uh, you know, just, just go with it. And uh, yeah. Padding in two is incredible. Well, I uh, appreciate you spending time with us today talking about this, uh, this new film, The Unbearable Weight of a Massive Talent. And uh, you can find that in theaters now. And I uh, really appreciate what you brought to this film as well. Any final thoughts or comments you want to make sure that you share uh, with our audience that, that they uh, need or would like to know about uh, Battle's <laughs> A film like this, I, I wasn't sure that I would ever have a, a scene in it where I would be able to say, you know, that's a real fine piece of composition. You know, cer only certain films allow you to have that moment. And usually yeah. comedies aren't, aren't those films, you know. Yeah. But it turned out that there is a, a scene in this movie that I'm just especially proud of, and I and I would you know put put up just say this is just a really really well written piece of music, and that's that scene where Javi, I won't give a complete spoiler alert, but the the gentleman that Nicolas Cage is, meets and becomes friends with is named Javi, and he has a moment of epiphany where he has to change and do something that he's never done before and stand up and do it right. And that scene, I, I'm very, very proud of that music. That's that's a good that's a good spot. So when we look for that uh, for that particular song, what, what's the song called for that scene? Do you have a title for that one? I think it's something about Javi stands up or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm look Javi stands. I think is the name that, of that one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and the album love, is called yeah. Yeah, and I love the title. You must kill Nicolas Cage. And that's that just kind of <laughs> shares exactly what it is from that particular spot. Uh, Mark, it is so good to see you again, and uh, always a, a joy to talk to you about your work. and uh, And blessings to you, man. And thank you so much for your time today, right here on Meet Me in the Movies Open Dialogue. Uh, it was my pleasure to be here. Always fun to talk to you. Great. Thanks, Mark. Take care, buddy. All right. Take care, man. Bye. Thanks. You're sending me on like a wild. Goose Chase! I'm sorry, but you can't quit acting! You can't! That's none of your business. Whether you like it or not, you have a gift. And that gift brings light and joy to an increasingly dark and broken world. And to turn your back on that gift is to turn your back on the en entire human race. The human race? I'm afraid so.